What is up, everyone? My name is Brandon First, aka First Report, representing the ESBC Podcast Network. It is Sunday, August 9th, 2020. It is time to talk baseball, but more specifically, we are going to focus on the three Southern California teams um, and the best coverage you can get on these Southern California teams because, look, myself, I'm a big Padre fan, lifetime Padre fan, um, and as we get ready to step in, I will pass it off to you. I am not classy enough, unfortunately, to enter the winner's circle. So I will just guide you in and you will, uh, and you will have to go into the winner's circle by yourself. Um, but we pass it over to Brianna, winner, huge Angels fan, and um, going to give us the Angels report for the week, or this past week, as uh, we all dive into the winner's circle. I'd say you're classy enough to enter the winner's circle. All right. Can you tell the guy at the front door? <laughs> Because he won't let me in. The guy at the front door will not let me in. So maybe you have some pull there. I'm just <laughs> um, Okay, so obviously it has not been a very good week. Um, they did take two of three against the Mariners at the beginning of the week and then got swept by the Rangers with that series finale being today. Oh, that blunder. Um, and I'll get to that one in a bit. Um, obviously, Trout had come back from paternity leave. First at bat he had. Home run. And then the next day he had two. He's doing it for Beckham. Um, and then obviously on the two days ago was his 29th birthday and he did hit another birthday home run. That was his fifth birthday home run. And I believe that is tied for the most before the age of 30. Um, and then obviously you've got Joe Adele making his MLB debut on the third. Um, against no the fourth um, against Seattle and his first at bat was an infield hit um, he has not done well since and going off of that um, from today's game it hurts uh, they lost seven to three but one of those runs happened to be a blunder on Joe Adele's part it popped out of his glove and went over the fence for a Salak home run I know you want to say something about that one you know <laughs> it's it's unfortunate um now it, it, we've all seen the jose canseco ball off the head over this one i was watching the replay and you had told me about it so i had somewhat kind of an uh, what i thought the image was and when i'm watching the replay the whole time i'm looking and he's pretty far away from the wall to for what i know is coming what's gonna happen and i mean he was still you know almost like two steps away from the wall and it just it, it there one in a million shot that that ball will just go what five ten feet to the left I mean it jumped to the left of him very quickly I mean look we're on Little League at some point and we are all told two hands okay I know two hands aren't exactly what is uh all around Major League Baseball but if the next time Joe Adele does not go after a fly ball and he does not use two hands I don't know what to say. Uh, that's all I have to say on that. It was very unfortunate. I believe me, no one feels worse than Joe Adele, especially. I didn't realize he made his major league debut just five days ago. Oh, my. At least Jose Canseco was, you know, somebody we could already laugh at. But hopefully this is the low point of his career and it uh, goes up from here. But welcome to the big leagues, kid. I mean, obviously it's only been a week, but afterwards you just see Mike Trout just laughing when they did, dealt with the pitching change. You just see they're going to make fun of him for this for a while, like especially in the outfield. But um, going on, 
Um, the Rangers today took advantage of the angel shift, and mo most of their hits were on the opposite side where nobody was. And then obviously Otani, like I mentioned in the last podcast, went two for three today. That's probably the best he's done in a while. Um, obviously his average, batting average is going to go up. And since he's not going to be pitching probably the rest of the season, you can expect him to DH a lot more. Um, and then looking ahead, I'm not confident. Um, they have three games against the A's. Well, hold on. Let's hold off on the looking ahead. We're going to okay. we'll, we'll do that a little later. But for myself, um, you know, the Padres, obviously, this week, uh, I was going into it a little worried. Um, Brianna helped me uh, last week on the Major League Baseball podcast. We talked about the Dodger Padres series. She was the uh, – she got it right, and she was the positive one. She said the, the Padres would get one. I thought we would get swept. Padres end up getting one, but it's very, very frustrating when you watch, um, what was it, Tuesday and Wednesday's game. Both of those games could have been won by the Padres. Obviously, Wednesday, Trent Grisham gets thrown out at home on the last play of the game as the tying run. I know Trent Grisham isn't the fastest guy in the world, but it, it had to be closer than that. I don't know if he – and even halfway or a third of the way, you got to realize uh, this isn't going to happen. Maybe hold up, uh, see another – hopefully another batter can go. Didn't happen, obviously. Padres, I will give them credit. The bullpen has kind of, um, you know, steadied the ship, if you will, starting to become what we somewhat expected. Obviously, they're still not the top. They had their struggles today. Luckily, it didn't really matter because they had um, plenty of uh, offense themselves. But losing two out of three of the Dodgers, tough. But it was very key this weekend to take the series against the Diamondbacks. That's exactly what they did. And I'll tell you, I was joking with Brianna earlier and last night. Look, Fernando Tatis Jr. has hit four home runs in three games. He's finished his 100th career Major League Baseball game with a 323 average and 30 home runs. He leads or he is tied with Aaron Judge for the league lead in home runs. He leads the league in OPS. He plays arguably the most important position on the field uh, besides pitcher. And, oh, he's 21 years old. I mean, it's as a Padre fan, it's almost alien. This doesn't seem real. Um, my, my arm is bleeding because I've been pinching myself so much. We have, at the very least, a top five player in all of baseball right now. And yes, again, I say we, because look at my entire wall, look at what I'm wearing. Yes, it is we folks. All right, get over it. So we look ahead or no, we won't look ahead. Not yet. I almost did the same thing. Um, but um, on to or going back to Friday night's game, Padres go out, shut out the Diamondbacks. The pitching was perfect. Not only was Zach Davies just dealing his little kind of junk ball stuff that was just amazing. But the bullpen came in and lights out. Zeros across the board. Kirby Yates has an outing where he doesn't give up a run. Hallelujah. It was incredible. Now we go to Saturday and the wheels somewhat fall off. But you need to score more than one run. When we get to today, Padres win 9-5. to five. They were up 9-1 to one going into the ninth inning. Um, obviously give up four rather meaningless runs unless you had the over. Um, my biggest worry is great. Let's, let's enjoy this series win. 
But every single run the Padres scored this weekend came via the home run. And that's great. Don't get me wrong. Hey, every chicks dig the long ball, right? Everyone loves home runs. It's amazing. But when you're playing against just better pitchers than, let's say, Madison Bumgarner, who I don't know what's going on. I think he might need to take a straight trip to the DL. He was maxing out at 85, 86 miles an hour on his fastball and grooving it. I mean, there might be some teams who want a bullpen or a batting practice pitcher that maybe Mad Bum could be one. But it was, it was bad today. He's got an ERA close to 10 through three starts. And this is like year one of a long season or a long uh, contract for him. So Padres take advantage of that. But I worry Later on in the year, against better teams, against better pitching in the playoffs, we saw it with the Twins last year, a team that can absolutely mash. They get swept in the first round because they can't manufacture runs. When you face good pitching that doesn't give up home runs, you need to string hits together or at the very least get walks. And the Padres have been good about that. Lately, it's been tapering off, um, but teams are, getting, uh, teams are putting it in the zone more. And now the Padres hopefully are crushing those mistakes. And uh, now Brianna and myself both going to talk about, um, you know, the, the team that neither of us want to talk about, but we will be our, do our professional due diligence um, because later on we're going to talk a lot about this uh, Dodger team and what our teams uh, have for this coming week as we both have this whole week of Dodger Fest pretty much. Um, but with the Dodgers, we obviously saw the three games with the Padres and then the series with the Giants where uh, they took two out of three from the Giants, I believe? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because Cueto gave up, or they gave up last night's game, um, which was just crazy. But when watching the Dodgers, what have you seen through the first two weeks, uh, or even more importantly, what this past week, um, from the hated Dodger blue? They got their revenge on the Giants after that first series. Um, obviously, they're still trying to figure out things within their own team. They're still struggling against teams that they really shouldn't be. Um, I mean, they probably shouldn't have even let the Giants win that one that they won. Um, obviously, Joe Kelly started a movement um, with A's Loreno, Loreno following suit with the Astros. And I think you want to talk about that one because you're having a lot more fun with that one. Well, and, and it's funny to me, too, that like, because if you watch Loreano, and once again, I still haven't seen the actual hit batsman or whatever, but it seems to me that Loreano goes to first after being hit for the second time, and someone in the Astros dugout is yelling. I can't imagine what this guy is yelling at him. I don't care if both times it was a mistake that they hit him. Any human being, any Major League Baseball player gets hit twice in a row is going to take exception. So obviously whatever happened, he, he went down to first. Now maybe said something or maybe made a face. That's fine. You hit me two times in a row. Yeah, the very minimum is a face that's being made by me. He goes down to first and some rather random Astro, I believe a coach, just is yelling at him. And like I said, I really, I, I, I want to see the whole thing, I guess, the whole minute and a half. I have MLB TV, so I'll just, possibly go back and see what's going on there but it's very very interesting to see that and it's almost like the Astros at this point it's like wait why are you getting mad that other teams it's just it blows my mind the Astros we talked about it in the first podcast of the day it's great 
I think all of Major League Baseball is just kind of rejoicing right now in the Astros' misery. Um, I saw Jose Altuve strike out and slam his bat down, which is very uncharacteristic of him. He's a very even keel guy. Um, and so you can tell it's getting to them. And all of Major League Baseball uh, fandom is right behind whoever is going to fight them. I don't, I don't, I think the North Korean baseball team could play the Astros and half of this country would don a North Korean uh, hat just because they hate the Astros so much. But um, back to the Dodgers, it was, it was very interesting to me to see how this team is kind of dealing with the rotation. Obviously there, uh, David Price isn't pitching that they've passed that. Um, Alex Wood has had his struggles. We, I look at Julio Urias. He's like the, the most veteran 24 year old I've ever seen. I feel like he's been in the league for 10 years and he's still only 20, 24 years old. Um, but I look at Clayton Kershaw and Walker Bueller. Those two guys have to be lights out because nobody else can really be relied upon, especially when we get late in the year. Right now it's all fun and games, you know, hey, the Giants and the Padres and, you know, other teams. But what happens when, you know, you get to the nitty-gritty? What happens when you in the National League Championship Series when maybe you could have taken advantage of the fact that you have a better pitching staff than the uh, Braves? Well, maybe you don't. So that'll be interesting to me seeing going um, with the Dodgers. But we switch back to the Angels and go back into the winner's circle. And I'm happy to report that he let me in. The security guard let me in. So I'm officially in the winner's circle. It looks really nice in here. I've been missing out. We head back in and find out what's uh, ahead for the Anaheim Angels. Like I said earlier, I'm not confident. Um, obviously, they're facing – they have three games against the A's early in the week. Listen, the A's are at the top of the AL West, which I'm sure is surprising everybody that Houston is currently in third, but everybody's also rejoicing that Houston is in third. Um, obviously, that's going to be a struggle as they're 12 and four. And then the weekend series we talked about in the last podcast. Yeah, I got the Dodgers, just like you had the Dodgers last week. Um, the Dodgers are 11 and five. I see the Angels only taking one. They may take, be able to take one from the A's like they did at the beginning of the year. Obviously, they had the ITB against them, so there is a chance that they could beat the A's in two games. I don't think that's going to happen. Obviously, Angels are 5-11. and 11. I think they're going to be like 7-17 and 17 by the end of this week. I, I, I hope that's not the case. I hope they can win more against the Dodgers. Obviously, I know in years past, the Dodgers have struggled against the Angels, but it's their pitching needs to get better. Like, it, they're struggling at this point. Like, they've been struggling when there's bases loaded or just runners in scoring position. Even Like, eighth inning today, bases were loaded, and Red Hifo strikes out for the third out, and it's just, like, heartbreaking because they were only down by, like, three or four at that point. And I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, and, and also, too, you know, late in the game, um, you, you want to at all costs. Obviously, you want to lead – going late into the game or be tied but at all costs going into the ninth inning you want to be hopefully down a run maybe two um obviously a run you got three chances to hit one out most lineups have uh you know someone who can come off the bench to rely on that and that could have maybe taken a bite out of that and I'll tell you one person who was really really probably relieved that uh Renhifo struck out and it was probably Joe Adele because if the Angels lose by one run today I tell you, if they lose seven to six off of a home run, 
that Joe Adele, for the most part, looked like he threw into the, I mean, he's probably very quietly like, cool. We were going to lose anyway, but I'm glad that, you know, it, it wasn't because of me towards the end, but uh, that would be feel an bad. interesting, interesting. Season, it was only like his first week in the majors, but oh yeah. I mean, I think he's going to brush this off. He's only 21. First week, he'll get past it. But obviously, that's going to be on YouTube and Twitter and in memes for years to come. Sorry, Joe Adele. You're going to be a meme. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know what? You know what I'd like to see from Joe Adele? I'd like to see him lean into it. I'd like to see him, you know, have some fun with it. And now I don't know if he will. Look, he's 21, 22 years old. I don't know. You know, 22, 22, uh, tw at 22 or 23 for me. I probably would be very upset and, 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 and try to fight the world, you know. Um, hopefully Joe Adele can maybe find light of it, obviously. Uh, he's probably not going to laugh about it right away. But hopefully this is, the, like I said, the low point of his career. We can, you know, we can look back like, hey, you know, you, you, your fifth game in the major leagues, you made probably one of the biggest blunders uh, in baseball history. And You've gone on to have a pretty damn good career. So hopefully that would happen to Joe Adele. I've got a question for you. Yes. What's worse, the Adele blunder or the Canseco blunder? It's got to be the Canseco blunder. Okay. I'm sorry. It's got to be because at least with uh, Joe Adele, Joe Adele, like, he caught 80% of the ball. Now, obviously, you know, two hands and we're not talking about this, but at least he got leather on it. Jose Canseco, not only did he just whiff on it, but he domed it off of his head. I mean, that's, I don't know. Um, unless somehow, some way, someone like dives for a baseball in like left center and it hits off their butt and goes over. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how anything will top Jose Canseco, um, but this is number two. Uh, this is a, like I said, a, a tough look, but a, a, a very small part of um, what I think we'll see from Joe Adele, hopefully in the future. Cause he is a top prospect. He's someone I've been hearing about for a couple of years. So I think this will uh, be something we laugh about and hopefully he laughs about it at a certain time. I don't think he's having a ton of fun right now. Yeah. <laughs> they get past it hopefully in a few years, but this year since it's shortened and everybody's going to remember that moment, it's going to be a hard year. Oh, and believe me that that dugout in that clubhouse even if for whatever reason he thinks he's going to forget about it, he'll be reminded at least for the next couple of weeks daily. I mean, guys. you've got Pujols, you've got Trout. They're known to remind you of things. Hell, I think, I, I think it was Pujols that decided to smash a birthday cake in Trout's face <laughs> at one point while on camera. So this is a team of jokesters. You're not getting past it. I'm sorry. There's no way. Who knows? Maybe this right here now crazy brand head going maybe this is the thing that that pulls the angels together they all just you know they've all been struggling and they all come together and laugh at joe and and who knows maybe the angels go four and two this week win two series shock the world uh shock the podcast yes yes we we, we shall see uh moving to the padres what they have ahead well Rihanna has the Dodgers for three. We got the Dodgers for four to start. It will be at Dodger Stadium. Um, not really, obviously, with no fans. Not that big of a deal. It's going to be difficult. I actually think um, I would not be surprised to see the Dodgers. I, I expect the Dodgers to take three out of four. 
from the Padres. I would not be surprised to see the Padres get swept. Um, and the reason why, the the home the long ball and that stuff that works against Madison Bumgarner, it works against Merrill Kelly, even though he actually pitched really well. Um, I I might have been Robbie Ray who pitched the first game. Anyway, the the home run ball works well against average to below average pitchers. Well, for the most part, you're not going to see too many below average pitchers on the Dodgers. Uh, you can make a case that um, the worst pitcher on the team is Alex Wood, and he's still pretty damn good. Um, obviously, Dustin May. I have been incredibly impressed with Dustin May. Throwing 98, 99 with movement like that, it's scary. The reason I worry about this series is the Padres had the pitching staff lined up perfectly for this, this three-game series this past week against the Dodgers. Paddock, Lamette, Davey. Or, I'm sorry, Paddock, Lamette, Richards. Those are the Padres' top three. They had the Dodgers, or the um, one, two, three with the Dodgers. And look, they lose two out of three. Now we got a four-game set. So Davies is sneaking in there. Um, possibly, we don't know. Lucchesi's been sent down. Maybe Cal Quantrill steps in. A lot of people talked about maybe Luis Patino. Well, Luis Patino just been two and a third today. He's not going to start anytime soon. Not quite sure how that's going to go. Right now, the Padres are kind of messing with a four-man rotation. I don't know if that's feasible against the Dodgers. After that series, they do have three games against the Diamondbacks, and that will mean that by August 16th, meaning uh, about 30 40% way, the Padres will be done playing the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, they will actually – I was very surprised to see that the Padres played – seven games at Petco um, and the Diamondbacks will only play three at uh, I believe it's Chase Field and I know once again it's no fans not that big of a deal but it was just a little interesting to see that kind of imbalance Padres gotten very very lucky with that maybe not gotten but will get lucky when you talk about uh, intra-division uh, matchups the Padres only played the Astros three times and I know the Astros are kind of down but they only played the Astros three times and all three of those were at Petco and the only the AL West team that they play the most six times, the Seattle Mariners. So you have 16 games against the Giants and Mariners. I've always said, look, you need to win 12 of those. And off the top of my head, I I think uh, we're two and one against the Giants. But anyways, back to this week. After the Dodgers will, Padres will head to the desert, and that'll be interesting to me in terms of how this team kind of plays they, – they played away from home at Colorado, but that's just kind of a weird environment. How this team deals with a long – a prolonged uh, road trip. So you're going to have L.A. and then obviously Anaheim, and then after that – or I'm sorry, Arizona, and then after that it will be Texas. So it will be a three-city trip. I believe that's the only one of the season. be very interesting to see how they take that. Padres, to remain competitive – We'll probably need to take one, maybe two against the Dodgers and definitely take uh, the series against the Diamondbacks. If they could sweep the Diamondbacks and split with the, with the Dodgers, Brandon's doing a happy dance. I don't see it happening. I see, I see the Padres uh, in their seven games. I see them going three and four. I see them taking two out of three from the Diamondbacks and uh, lose three out of four to the Dodgers. 
just unfortunate me and Brianna were both, you know, both big time fans, but we both understand the Dodgers are better than our teams, period. And when you play in these series, maybe in a 162 game season, the Padres could sneak in a, a three out of four or the Angels could maybe win a series against the Dodgers, but not when these games are so important. I really don't see it happening. Um, but once again, if I'm wrong, I am very, very happy because that means the Padres are doing well. And uh, normally this would be the point where we tell you what's on deck for the Dodgers, but luckily the schedule worked out. We don't really have to talk too deep into the Dodgers um, because like I said, we, they have the Padres for first four in, uh, at Dodger Stadium and then finishing up with the Angels in Anaheim uh, to see how their week goes. And look, the way the, the Rockies are playing, I would have to imagine they have to feel they ought to win five of those seven games. Uh, Brianna, what are your thoughts? Any other thoughts on uh, the Dodgers? Um, well, you still have that series, that freeway series happening at the end of the season. So you have your chance for the Angels to win a series, probably when it doesn't even matter anymore. But you, you could still have a chance for the Angels to pull it out. Because at that point, it just may be for fun. For them. Like they may be down, they're just going to be like, let's go out with a bang and just beat these Dodgers. <laughs> I think we're all hoping for it. But yeah, that's all I've got on the Dodgers. I've got one more point on the Angels that I'll save till the very end. Perfect. Well, uh, we are actually here at that very end. So uh, why don't you uh, let loose with that last angel nugget and I'll uh, give you my final thoughts and we'll get you ready for another week of Major League Baseball. Take it away. So for those of you that were saddened by the death of Tyler Skaggs last year, um, former employee, angel employee Eric Kay has now been charged uh, with distributing fentanyl to him. And he died before their Texas Rangers series July 1st. So obviously it's been over a year since I think anybody's been charged, but we'll see how that case goes and we'll keep you guys updated as soon as we find out. But I figured I'd save that till the end because that could be like a little sad thing for people. So that's all I've got on the Angels. Yeah, that was really, a, I mean, it was really sad. Um, and then obviously like young man losing his life, family, friends, that's terrible. And then the circumstances, you know, terribly sad. And then you know, last year we've heard like, whoa, this, you know, you're talking about the DEA is investigating the Los Angeles Angels. I mean, this isn't a homeboy with a unfortunate addiction. This is a institution that is, has plenty of situations to get whatever they need. Um, I will say though, one of the, one of my favorite parts of last season was the Angels no hitter uh, the day after Really, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it now. I mean, if you know, I'm a believer, um, but you know, even if you aren't, that's one of those like, hmm, that, that, that's one of those we uh, stranger than fiction type things. You go and, and, and see a Disney movie, and, and that's the end, and, and you go, you know, that, that doesn't happen in real life. Well, it did. It was really, especially for an Angels team, not to you know, drag them through the mud, but probably one of the five teams that you probably wouldn't expect to throw a no-hitter, especially if it had to be a bullpen no-hitter. Uh, and Or not a bullpen no-hitter, but a, a multiple pitchers um, going. So it's really that, like I said, unfortunate that that was what we got. Um, we'd much rather have Tyler Skaggs here rather than that memory, but at least we do have that. Um, and yes, you're right, we will keep you updated on that. Uh, very unfortunate story, but look, we're we're realists here on this podcast. That's a part of life. That is something that's going on. And um, here we are. But 
That will do it for this week's Southern California Baseball Podcast for Brianna Winner. My name is Brandon First, a.k.a. First Report, representing the ESBC Podcast Network. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care. Wash your hands. Don't hate. I'm the best there is.